Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach, and you can find out more about me and coaching at lifecoachdavid.com. And today I'm going to continue reading from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, and hopefully you've been listening to all these past podcasts about that book, so you'll know what I'm talking about. But before I get into that, I just wanted to share a wonderful awareness I had. The other day, I was at my uncle's gravesite. He passed about a year ago, so many of the family members got together to visit the site and pay respect. And I was standing there, and in that moment, it just reminded me. I was looking at all the other tombstones and looking at all the people there at the service and I thought wow one day everyone here is gonna be there like you know six feet under with a tombstone including me and it just reminded me to just enjoy every day as much as possible just have fun just be light about things you know in general obviously things happen that sometimes it's harder but I'm just talking about in general it just reminded me have fun enjoy go out, (laughs) you know, because we never know when that's going to be us. So I don't know about you, but I want to enjoy each day as much as possible. And that was a great reminder in that sense. So now I'm going to continue reading from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. We've been talking about money and how to attract money. And it's always fun to do that. And this next section is called From No Biz to Big Biz. A good friend of mine owns a sizable independent real estate firm in Washington State. He's always been a hard worker, fair to his employees, and supportive to his agents, but he was having some financial problems and couldn't seem to find a way out. Over lunch one day, Chuck started talking. The whole area was in a prolonged slump, and everybody's sales were down. Even his best agents were talking about leaving to go into other fields of business. Everyone knew the market would turn around eventually, but in the meantime, there were mouths to feed. My friend wasn't looking for answers because it seemed to him that there were no answers. To his way of thinking, he had become a victim of economic circumstance. He and his crew had exhausted all the usual promotional gimmicks and pounded all the proverbial pavement only to watch sales continue their avalanche downward. Although I had never talked with Chuck about the law of attraction, I figured this was as good time as any since I knew him well enough to know he'd at least be polite and listen. It seemed the biggest problem was not so much that sales weren't happening, but that his salespeople weren't happening either. They were down in the sewer someplace with very closed valves, feeling grossly sorry for themselves, blaming the economy, creating an enormous group vortex of lack, and absolutely guaranteeing the company's continued slide into oblivion. So I suggested that Chuck have one more meeting with his people to point out that since they had tried everything else, There was little for them to lose in trying this one last project on for size. Only touching lightly on the physics of the law of attraction, I looked him right in the eye and spoke from my soul, 
hoping my uncharacteristic seriousness might get his attention. Chuck, if you can get your people to do this, your business will turn around. It worked. I had to admit feeling a bit smug as I watched him so earnestly reply, Go on. I suggested he have each of his people pick a dollar number of what they'd like to make in the next three months and then triple it. Chuck groaned and, oh God, here we go again, but I ignored it. Then I suggested that once they all had that figure in mind, Chuck should ask each one why they wanted the money, staying with one person at a time and working it through with him, because once that first guy got to the routine, the rest would know how to dive right in. His pain look mellowed into, well, that's interesting. Without going into detail, I explained that their first responses would probably be don't wants, coming from a place of lack, and that statements like, I want the money so I can pay my bills, would only get them more of the same, no money and more bills. Chuck wasn't getting it. So I got him talking while I asked the whys. All right, my friend, tell me what you want right now. He said, I want to pay my bills. I said, why? So I can feel better. Why? Because I hate being uptight. Why? Because it makes me feel bad. He's getting a little closer. So how would you rather feel? Free. I want to feel free. Yay, we had it. Okay, I said, make it a statement. I want to have $60,000 so I can feel free. Great. Now, how does that feel? Oh, it feels fine for a minute, but good grief. How would I ever get that kind of money in this market? Forget the money, I said. It's only a grubby pile of paper. Talk to me about what you'll do with the money after those bills are paid. Bit by bit, a long hidden collection of dreams unfurled. He and his wife, Sarah, would go to Bermuda where they had always wanted to explore the possibility of retirement. They'd take the grandkids on a cruise somewhere, they'd turn the basement into a full-blown stereophonic music room, and on and on and on. But the one I could tell he really perked on was Bermuda, so I wanted him to dive into that one. I put on my most earnest face and leaned across the table as far as I could stretch. Tell me in detail, Chuck. Every little detail you can think of about the dreams you and Sarah have of retirement in Bermuda. It was awesome. The whole room lit up as Chuck's energy soared to the heavens. It was as if he had never dared open his heart to the subject. So the more words and feelings poured out, the wider his valve opened. Chuck wasn't flowing energy to his want. He was blitzing it right in the middle of his Reverie, I said, hold it. That's the feeling place where you are right now, and that's where I want you to bring each of your salespeople. Tell them to forget the actual paper dollars they specified and start focusing instead on what things the dollars could bring them. Then start flowing energy towards those things until they reach the same passion you just experienced. This way, You've got them sneaking in that good-feeling back door, but avoiding any of the negative connotations usually associated with money. Especially when they're out of it, they'll unconsciously allow the cash to magnetize in. Your people want what we all want, Chuck, not the stupid pieces of paper 
but the experiences that come with having them. Make them promise they'll do this for 30 days, at least once every day for 10 or 15 minutes. To my total delight, Chuck called about six weeks later with the first good news. His people had been so down, he had no trouble in conjoling them into his little experiment. But that wasn't too surprising, since I had coached Chuck into doing some pre-paving. I told him how to create that initial meeting in his mind, just the way he wanted it to happen, including that his people be open and willing, and to flow that kind of up energy to it. He did, and by the time everyone gathered together, they were nowhere as resistant as they might have been had Chuck not helped them along vibrationally. Everybody except one upheld their promise and was faithfully flowing feel-good energy every day to their wants as they wrote new scripts. They had genuinely gotten into the swing of things and started feeling a lot more enthusiastic about life without a clue as to why. They felt better, so who cared what the reason was? About 10 weeks into the venture, sales started to develop, but from off-the-wall sources. One girl had an aunt in Illinois who wanted to move to Washington. Another had an army son and his friends who had just been transferred to the local base at Fort Lewis and wanted mom to find houses for all of them. Another fellow had two referrals come in from a person he thought would never speak to him again. And still another had big success with a marketing idea to contact a very select group of buyers. Everybody had some kind of movement going, enough for them to see there was no way all these happenings could be called coincidence. In the face of one of the worst real estate markets in the area's history, these folks had found they could circumvent conditions and be responsible for their own destiny. Every day this gang was connecting to their inner beings and expanded selves, feeling inspired for the first time in months. They were sending out highly charged waves of positive energy to the universe with their individual requisition lists, and the universe was responding with circumstances, incidents, ideas, and motivation in accordance with their levels of intensity. Best of all, it became infectious and apparently still is. The guy who didn't care to participate in the experiment ended up quitting the business. The last we heard, he was living off his wife's retirement income. And that's the end of that section. And I love that. I love the story of just telling ourselves a different story about a situation we're in continually, not just one time, but continually, day after day, a more positive story. And of course, with law of attraction, it has to work because it's the law. It's not the sometimes law of attraction. It always works. It's always responding to us. So it's not a surprise that all those people telling themselves a better story about what they wanted with all that money and how they were going to attract wonderful clients, eventually they did. So think about your own life and think about what story you're telling yourself about certain things. And if you need to improve it, then improve it. And improve it every day. Until you get yourself into a better feeling place about it. And then positive changes will happen for you too. And the next section is called the $100 trick. An old belief, or any belief, 
is a nothing but a vibrational habit that we responded to like trained seals. Put another way, we have pretty strong attachments or beliefs to what we've been taught and even stronger attachments to what we've lived. Yet these old beliefs we hang on to and respond to are nothing more than the way we used to think life worked, like having to struggle. For instance, something comes up in our world, hits an old belief, and we start vibrating negatively over this thing out of sheer habit, just out of habit. So our goal here is to find anything at all to break those old vibrational habit patterns of thought. Well, here's a pip. It falls under that same category of needing to provide ample outlets for money to flow, meaning we've got to give the energy of money oodles of outlets to flow through and to before it can start flowing all around us. Judging from my own, as well as my friend's experiences, this one's a sure winner. Find a $100 bill, or the biggest bill you can possibly afford, and stick it in your wallet. Now go shopping. If you can manage a full day, great. If not, go for a lunchtime in the mall or someplace where there are lots of shops. You're looking for everything you'd like to buy with that $100. Maybe it's a radio, a phone, a pair of pants, a football, a new dress, shoes, a new bed cover, anything at all that turns you on that you'd like to own. You still have that $100 in your pocket, so you say to yourself while you're feeling your delight, wow, I could buy that with my $100, no problem. Oh, terrific, I can buy that, I can buy that. Oh, that's what I've always wanted, and I have the money to buy it. You're not adding up the items to come to $100. You're looking for all the individual $100 items you could actually buy right now with that $100 if you wanted to. By the time you're up to somewhere around a 1,000 items, look what's happened. You've just emotionally spent $100,000, which is going to go a long way toward helping you feel prosperous, overriding a flock of those old vibrational thought patterns about lack. My friend Jocelyn was dangerously close to some serious financial problems going through one of those frustrating periods of, it's not happening fast enough. Although she knew full well that that sort of attitude was contributing to it staying away, she couldn't seem to break the vibrational habit. Then one day, she remembered that $100 trick. Almost the instant she thought about it, she hopped in the car, left her cows and chickens to their own meanderings, cows and chickens, I guess she lived on a farm, and headed straight out of town, for the biggest mall in the state, quite a distance from her home. Jocelyn spent almost the whole day getting more and more jazzed with this silly little game, forcing herself to let go, relax, just have fun with it, and emotionally spend, spend, spend. Finally exhausted, but filled with the vibrations of a very open valve from the thrill of the hunt, she came home to find and I swear this is a true story. A message from her brother offering to help her financially. A message from a friend offering to help her out financially. And a message that the loan on her house, which had been turned down twice because of the very unusual home in which she lived, was now approved 
and ready to fund within a few days. Plus, she had gotten the idea for a whole new sales approach for her business on the way home. Not bad for a few hours of play. And that's the end of that section. And I have actually done that before. And it does work. It really gets you into a high vibration about money. The way I do that is I'll just go to the mall. And when I go into a store that I like, I'll just look at different items. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. And I don't really buy it. But in my mind, I do. And it makes me feel really high vibration. And then sometimes I'll even try something on. And in my mind, when I play this game, there's no money limit. So I'm looking at things that are way more than $100 just to get myself into that high vibration about money. So the next time you go to the mall, even if you live with cows and chickens, (laughs) the next time you go to the mall, just have fun playing this game. And it'll put you in that really nice high vibration about money. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And I really recommend listening to it again because there was great information in there that you can apply to your own life to help you attract more money, to get you into a higher vibration about money and how to do that without necessarily thinking about the actual money. And if you want to have wonderful Law of Attraction coaching, you can reach me through lifecoachdavid.com. And if you have any questions, you can email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. Thanks for listening and have a high vibration day.